Welcome to those who are visiting. If I get your name wrong, sorry. When you get my age, you'll find out what that's like. That's to the younger ones. And the older ones are going, we, be, we got you beat. It's good to speak to you again this morning. You know, it was not many years ago, and I look back on it, and I, and I just said, Lord, I don't want to be the one who buries his talent. I don't want to do that. Lord, to whom much is given, much is required. And I've been given much. That's what other people have said. And so I, I just hope you get some of that today. For his glory. Never for mine. I hope you get that when I'm speaking. Never for mine. It's all about him. Good to see you here. I want to speak to you this morning about something that... Uh, we have all been in situations, this particular thing of which I speak. And I want to give you a word of encouragement in that. I want to speak to you strength and comfort and encouragement in this area. Because we've all been there. No rebuke. You know, and sometimes I can do that. Seemingly at will sometimes. There's no condemnation. Therefore, there is now therefore no condemnation. Those who are in Christ Jesus. So when we go through these things this morning, of which I will let you know about in a little bit, I want you to know we've all been there. And through this past week, the Lord has put put it right in front of me. It's like, I, I know you were going to speak about this, but I want you to speak about this. But first, we have a music video. And I love music. I haven't drummed in a little while. And that's okay if I never drum again. That doesn't mean I don't like music. I love music everywhere I go. I could just listen to music. If not that, then preaching. I love to listen to preaching. I don't like to listen to my own preaching, so I'm sorry for you, but (laughs) I don't apologize for his gift. I speak lightly of some things. There was in the 80s and 90s when Vicki and I were youth pastors. You know, teenagers love music. They love music of their culture. And so we would try to press them into areas of Christian music with that culture, culture's style of music. And there was one particular group of three guys that were chart toppers among Christian lists. When they were first beginning, they came out with a, back then it was a cassette tape, in the late 80s, everybody in the youth group, it seemed like, has come to me, have you heard this, have you heard this? You've got to hear these guys. Well, it turns out that was their first release, and in an area, Christian school, just blocks from our church, this is down in Warren, okay, big city stuff, and 
I was contacted by the principal and says, this is spirit week over here at Bethesda, so why don't you just, your youth group is always welcome to participate with us. And we're having a special group come over here. I don't know if your kids are going to, if they've heard of them or even like them, but we're having DC Talk come in. Does that sound familiar to anybody here? Am I, okay, DC Talk. You know what DC stands for? Not District of Columbia. Decent Christian talk. So I'm sitting there, and the kids on a on a bright summer morning with about 200 kids, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, well, you know, I better, before this starts, I've got coffee in me. I better head for the men's room. I went to the men's room, and there they were in... in the, now, this is when you're first starting out, and he's, they're putting on their, their makeup now, not like you think, but they're just certain highlights they like to do so they don't look half-morning ugly when they go out there. So, but I met Toby. Toby was the one who carried the burden when that group broke up and went separate ways to each pursue their solo careers. It was Toby that hurt and hurt the most. They were chart toppers in the 80s and the 90s. They carried it. And their music is anointed. And they preached. They preach all the way through it. Jesus Freak was probably the most popular out of all of them. And uh, good stuff. So I want to just share with you what's going on with that group. And it's every bit fits with what I'm going to speak on here this morning. This is DC Talk, and they are getting together for a tour. And Toby is coming out, and he has a song. And I want you, if, the, it's not, if this is not your kind of music, then don't listen to it, but read the words, okay? Because it's pretty important stuff. This, they're coming back together, and this song is what led them coming back together. So, Larry, if you want to hit that. I've replayed it like a thousand times I rewind it in my head I can tell you that I lost my mind Or what I should have done instead Cause the way that I felt when we parted ways Got me all in my head Got me counting the days Got me hoping Got me praying You are in my heart But what do we do with this space? between us this space between us how can we start to erase how can we start to erase this space between us would you step across the party line would you walk into my cold cell can you see me in a different light would you meet me at the well the way that I feel when you look my way Got me all in my head, got me starting to think Is it too far? Are we too scars? Yeah, the heart is there But what do we do with this space? What do we do with this space between us? This space between us How can we start to erase? 
too far gone. Isn't that good? So, what I want to speak to you is something we've all been through and perhaps most of us are still going through. Patching relationships. Arguments. Fights. Prejudice. Prejudice. Decisions that are made that anger people. God's people. So as a preface, what we're going to look at in God's Word gives God's heart. Amen? So while we argue and fight over things, and, you know, I look back to stuff we argued about 20 years ago, and I'm going, where did it all benefit us today? (laughs) Folly. A waste of time. A waste of energy. Better spent getting back into love. So, do you want to know who the hippies are of today? You know, I look back at that movie that, that everybody is going to and loving and saying good things about, Jesus Revolution, the story about Lonnie Frisbee and Chuck Smith and Greg Laurie. That was real. And a lot of us were alive in that day. And we didn't know what to think about them long hairs. They didn't have jobs. They didn't want to work. Oh, sounds like today, doesn't it? (laughs) You want to know who today's hippies are? You see, hippies weren't allowed in some churches. If they came in, you know, churches were too pious to kick them out. They couldn't dare do that, but oh, they sure talked about it. They sure shunned them, and they showed them cold love. More on that later, but you want to know who today's hippies are? You're not going to like this. The transgender people. What do you do with that? I'm not asking you to like it. I'm asking you to look beyond it. I thought, you know, living up north, I wouldn't have to deal with that. Oh, Lord, you know, I I would never hate them. Christians are so good at not hating people and yet not showing them love. Can you tell me what's up with that? I don't get it. So the Lord sent me. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he sent me to a little church for a couple of years. And we had a visitor come in. And I've never seen a visitor. It must have been the only one wearing a three-piece suit. It's like, okay, what's the trick? A three-piece suit. Well, his name was Chris. Hi, Chris. How you doing, man? Glad to have you with us. Chris, do you know the gospel? 
that Jesus has died for you. And then if you receive Him and repent from your sin, with all of His love, He will put it in your heart. And the things in which you are bitter will go away. Just receive Him. Chris was crystal. It wasn't crystal clear to me. You know, the Lord, the Lord is really good at, you know, if you've been given the gift of the word of knowledge, sometimes he'll put you in a place where, where you are speaking words of knowledge and you don't always have to know that you're doing it. God is not obligated to say, okay, Rip, I'm, I'm telling you about this person over here and, and I want you to go speak this to this person over here. That's called word of knowledge. And I got to tell you, it's not always fun. To whom much is given, much is required. Well, it turns out that a friend of, of Crystal's came over to me and said, Chris is trans. Crystal came back the next week. And she wanted to go by the name Crystal. And she kind of downplayed the male clothing. I didn't ask her to do that. No one asked her to do that. And I said, can you repent of your sin? She goes, not all of it. I said, I'm not asking you if you can change things yourself. I'm talking about sinful things. Wrong things, some things biologically will never be able to be reversed. But can you do this in your heart? She says, yes, and I want to. She was one of those hippies of the Jesus Revolution days. The church failed the hippies. And all of my great and wonderful piety would gather together with other pastors when I was a youth pastor and say, you know, we were all hippies that came out of that. We would say we would never do what the church did to us. We are now doing that. So before we even get started on what to do with relationships, I just want to tell you that God always has His view on things. And if you want to read about it in His Word, it'll give you a whole other outlook on it. Some people like to think that they're, you know, doing pretty good serving the Lord all these years and And pretty soon comes a self-righteousness that blinds you from seeing what God's heart is really all about. So before I talk to you about patching relationships, I want to share with you how you can move in God's love and prevent making more broken relationships, okay? We'll get to that in just a second, but the Lord is just feeding some stuff into me that I want to share with you. Try this one on for size. Ezekiel 16, if you want to write it down, if this should make you wonder, Rip, where'd you get that from? Ezekiel 16, we're not going to, this is just off the cuff, off my notes. What was the sin of Sodom? Remember Sodom and Gomorrah? What was their sin? You've got one in mind, don't you? 
homosexuality. I've spoken on this before and got clubbed over the head with every self-righteous person in the place. Do you know that that wasn't the only sin that the Lord judged them for and brought his wrath against them? In fact, in Ezekiel 16, you'll read about this. This is the sin of your sister Sodom. She was overfed, arrogant, uncaring, and then added to that the abomination of homosexuality. But no one would even know that because they haven't read it, and if they did, they probably would forget it. I will grant you that because it is forgettable, but I want want you to know how important it is to have God's eyesight on something before you condemn them to hell. Trans people can get saved. Don't turn away from them. Don't hate them. We are to hate no one. Hate the devil that's putting this on them. They need Jesus. Jesus. Do you know what the difference is between the terrible sin of Adolf Hitler and you? You know what the difference is between the worst person in society that you can even see, think, or wonder who in the world, how about Joe Biden? How much we hate him. And we would look at that, and you know what the only difference is? The cross. That's the only difference. Without that, we'd burn in the same hell. So out of gratitude. Now somebody's going to come face to face. I'm just preparing you for the week. Because if it won't be many days, maybe this week and maybe next two weeks, you're going to bump into this and you're going to remember. I hope you remember. God help them remember. So you don't get rebuked from heaven because that doesn't feel good. (laughs) It doesn't. God has a doghouse that fits you. Never been in it? I have. Too much is given, much is required. Pastor Mike been talking about discipline in the Lord? Huh. I swear sometimes I wish I would have had my daddy beat me than to have God's... God turn his head on something, turn his face away from you at... I don't like that. And so I prepare you for this, okay? Because they are among us. Now, back into what I really wanted to talk to you about. Larry, would you put up Matthew 5, 22 through 24? Did I say 25? I said... Excuse me, 522. I'll get it right. This is Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus was 
saying, you've heard it this way, but I tell you this way. You've heard it said, but this is what I say. He says, but I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Did you see that? Now, from here on out, I want to speak to you about brothers and sisters, not the unsaved. Okay? Paul said, I believe he said this to the Corinthians. He said, he said, it's not up to us to judge the world. Hello, they're already judged. But we are to judge those inside the family and discipline those inside the family of God. So this is where we're going from here on out. Whoever is angry with his brother in the Lord without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Whoever says to his brother, Raka, that means senseless. Like, are you stupid? What were you thinking? Don't go there. Don't say that in anger. Why? Because you'll be in danger of the council. The council was the Sanhedrin. If that was said publicly, the Sanhedrin would hear about it. They'd bring that person in who said that, and then they would come in, they'd stand before the Sanhedrin. You know, the same ones that put Jesus on the cross. Jesus said, don't do this. And he says, but... Whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hell, fire that never ends. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Okay, that part, have you all heard that? I hope so. That's how we should live. We tend to operate in that here. Uh, Every church I've been in tend to operate in that because broken relationships hurt. They hurt. It just plain hurts. Usually when that occurs, there's, there's arguing, there's fighting. I've been through this many times. I'm a veteran of it. Welcome to having a prophetic, fiery personality <laughs> being in the pastorate. <laughs> I'm serious. If there's someone that I know that I've hurt, that I've offended invariably I will come back to you. If not, remind me. And that's what this is all about. Maybe they don't know. Go tell them, hey, just wanted to come and tell you this. And so in this, I want you to know over the next few minutes when I speak a few things, I want you to know this, that we are all experienced. All of us. And there's arguing, there's fighting, there's differences. Who's right, who's wrong, does not matter. Understand that. 
the relationship is more important than who's wrong and who's right. Why? Because they are brother or sister in Christ. They're not the unsaved. You know, compare that with with those who do not know Jesus. Oh man, they will call you names? (laughs) Do you know that there are some unsaved in church? Now don't go looking around left and right, you know, but... We used to do this. We'd look to our right or left and say, are you saved? Do you know Jesus? That's an important question. And that's one that needs to be asked. However, those who are unsaved do some nasty things and say nasty things. I've had them come up to me. I'll tell you, it happens. Come up to me and say, you're the reason why I'm not serving God. You're the reason why I'm not a Christian. And I just look at him and walk away and say, I'm sorry. The real reason why they're not serving God ain't me. It's you. Sorry. Get over it. Had they been a brother or a sister in the Lord, it would have been different. And how I have tried. And some of you have been through this. You've been through it. Maybe you're in it. Maybe you're facing that encounter this week. And if that's so, do know this. What does God think of it? Do you know how pleasing that is to Him? That two are at least trying struggling, maybe maybe not doing so hot at it. Love is messy. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I try to console my aching and my guilt and my shame is by saying, God knows that love is messy. I listen to, I listen to uh, Air One, Christian Station 98.9 and they they have this spot that the, these little scripture and little mini teachings they put in between songs every now and then and there's one on there and he's talking about Christians not getting along and, and he said, he says, look, he says you ever watch dogs in a dog park? You know, the old tails are just going to wagon and they're just playing and having a good old time then one gets rubbed the wrong way and all of a sudden out come the teeth and and there they go at it, and then a couple minutes later, they're out playing again. And he said, do you know that here in the family of God, it could be the same way? Love is messy. Factor it in. You ain't perfect yet, and neither am I. Love is messy. And sometimes the pressure is on to make a decision. Oh, as a pastor, how many times I've carried the weight of that And it's like, you don't have to deal with it. I do. So do this. Give it time. When I wanted to make a decision, I would give it time. Give it time if I had to go speak with someone. Give it a long time. In the letters of the seven churches in the book of Revelation, the letter that goes to the church in Thyatira had this woman called Jezebel. 
demons live in Jezebel. Jezebel's spirit is sent out of hell. And that's a teaching all of its own. But in, in Revelation, we don't know if that was her actual name or if she had the spirit of Jezebel of the Old Testament upon her. But you know what it says in there? The most amazing thing. He says, you gave space for Jezebel to repent. Oh my goodness. You gave space. And this was to their credit. You gave space to that trans woman or man or other pronouns and all that stuff. Amazing. God is not willing that any perish, but all come to repentance through Christ Jesus. Does all mean all in this case? It does. This is God's love. Love is messy. He knows it's not perfect. (laughs) Read the Gospels and you will see how the disciples didn't get along with each other. But Jesus was always trying to speak to them. And later on, I think it was Peter who says, if the... If we do one thing, love each other deeply. Peter came up. Peter didn't, he wasn't that way in the Gospels. Love each other deeply. He cut off Malchus's ear with a sword. Just, and I'd say, thank God he wasn't a good shot because that's not what he was trying to do. That's Peter, fiery. One of Jesus' three favorite people. Love each other deeply deeply because love covers how much sin oh you know this aren't you glad that that multitude of sin that multitude that love was shown over you and i yes amen and so this is just a little reminder of that before i go any further because there's an x factor in this And it's the day in which we live. And here it is. Matthew 24, verses 12 and 13. Jesus was saying this about the end times. He says, Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. Iniquity, wickedness. Wickedness. When wickedness increases, love grows cold. You know what that looks like? What kind of a day are we living in? Matthew 24 stuff, amen? We are there. When love grows cold, people fall away. Fall away from Christ. Well, guess what else we're having right now? The apostasy. We're in the apostasy. We are seeing a flood of wickedness come in like unprecedented. Have we seen that? You know, I've heard the doubters and they say, what do you mean apostasy and falling away? People, People fell away in the Gospels. And I'd say this, this is not that. This is the great apostasy. And it's leading into the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, appearing. And then we go into the worst tribulation, the worst trials that this earth has ever seen and will never see again. 
We aren't quite there yet. But we're in the apostasy. When, when that happens, wickedness takes over. Because the wickedness has taken over, the apostasy happens, you and I become fewer and fewer and fewer on the earth. Okay? You get that? How many of those that fell away were really diligently watching themselves and close to the Lord? I don't think so. And that's the problem. You take something like COVID that's been inserted from the pit of hell. You think it came from China? From the pit of hell to shut down churches so wickedness could increase. Guess what happened? How many of those people went back to church when it was over? Amen. And so you have you have a situation where you have apostasy because of wickedness and apostasy. They go hand in hand. You cannot have a falling away of the church, a weakening of the church, and not have Wickedness not increase. And Isaiah says, this in Isaiah says, and you've heard this as well, but this is really worth, worth mentioning to you this morning, that when sin comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against it. Amen? Now, here's the kicker. Maybe you don't want to amen this, because that standard means banner. Some versions will say that. He will lift up a banner. You know what a banner is? In the place of a battle, back in, in Bible times, the place of a battle, even in Civil War days, you'll see multitudes of army uh, combatants. They're lined up, and they know where their division is. They know where their battalion is. They know where their company is by a flag, by a banner. A banner. And so when we go into this battle of the end times that we are in, he says, God will raise up a banner. <laughs> That's you and I. It says, the Lord, his armies are marching. Whoop, up comes the banner. Sin sees it and trembles. Hell trembles when the banner is raised. This is what I pray for. You want to know what I pray for? That's what I pray for. Is that God's people would rise up in the power of His name. With the gifts, with the anointing, with the fire. Not to destroy, but to build up. Banner. And so we have wickedness. And at the same time, you cannot have, you cannot have wickedness without love growing cold. For some of us, we have to work really hard at expressing love, understanding love, growing in love. I'm one of them. <laughs> I used to joke and say, you think I'm bad now? You should have seen what I used to be. I've already been helped. How about you? You get that, don't you? Yes. We are in the last days. Love it's not just growing cold, it is cold. You know, when you look that up in the, in the Strong's Concordance and wade through the meanings of those very few words about the love of many shall wax cold. That means grow cold. That means not just, boom, become cold. It's going to be, I'll tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be a real life 
message how we are like 85 degrees down to 25 and 35 degrees. It's going to just go like this. And it's a blowing of Arctic air upon it. Take how hot love should be in passion. Our love for God. Those who love God deeply, we say that they are on fire for God. Amen? I want to be on fire for God. I don't care what time of the day, what day of the week, what week of the month, what month of the year. I want to be on fire for God 24-7 because I hear from Him when I am. The opposite of that is taking that love and It's like being dropped off a helicopter on Antarctica. You ever watch some of those movies and read some of those stories about the ships that went down there and they tried to find the South Pole? And oh, I don't know how they came back alive. We're living in those days where it's going to get cold. And coming through it, we'll say, I don't know how anybody's coming out of this alive. Jesus said that, you know. He said, when the Son of Man returns on this earth, will he find faith? Now, I said all of that to factor this in. It's going to be extra important to fix those relationships in the body of Christ where you can. We're to be living at peace with everyone as it seems to us, you know. I mean, everybody I want to be at peace with, it might not be everything that happens out of it. I'm doing my best, but they aren't. That's not your fault. That's not your fault. In the same way, the previous scripture where we read, anyone who is angry with their brother without reason, okay, it's already factored in that we're going to get mad at each other. The Bible does, doesn't say anywhere, therefore don't be mad at one another. You understand that? Try to look for it. Kind of encourage yourself with that in a strange kind of way. It's like, oh Lord, you know that you knew this was going to happen. Help me patch it up. Move into that a little bit. Press into that a little bit. Don't give up. That's the whole purpose of this this morning. Don't give up. And don't be in shame or guilt about it. There is therefore now no condemnation. But if there's nothing that you have done about it, then it's time maybe the Holy Spirit's trying to kick you a little bit and say, get going in it. Because this day, this day is the day of salvation. It's coming to an end. Work while it is yet day, for the night cometh when no man can work. This is the work that we are to do with one another. Thank you, Jesus. What does it mean to reconcile? Leave your gift at the altar and go be reconciled. That doesn't mean if you can't reconcile with someone to never worship the Lord. You understand that? What that does do is it shows us the priority of that in God's heart is more than the gifts that we would give him. He doesn't need your gifts. He needs your love and he needs your being in love with other people. Do you understand that? 
That's why I said this is a guilt-free message. There is no condemnation in that. There were times when I felt just absolutely guilty sitting in church going, oh God, I should just run out of here. And It's not the point. Here's some things that, this is what cold love sounds like. You know, cold love has words and it has a sound to it. Cold love is not God's love. Cold love, when, when iniquity comes in, when wickedness is increased, the love of how many? I don't know, but many is the point. Many will grow cold. And it sounds like this. Maybe you've heard this and I hope you haven't said it, but I've heard it said. Thank you, Facebook. You've you've probably read this. Well, I do love them, but I'm going to love them at a distance. You know what that is? That's Christian hate. There's no remorse in that. There's no brokenness in that. It's okay and actually, it's recommended that as a Christian, you be broken once or twice in your life. The heart needs to be broken every now and then to be abased before a godly judge and God. And it helps in the humbling process. I hope you never say that. Well, yeah, I know, we... We, we forgive each other, but I'm just going to be able, I, I'm just going to, I have to love them from a distance. That's not love. That's cold love. Would you like someone to say that to you? I sure wouldn't like that said to me. I'll just have to, you know, or, or this one. You know, we used to say this back in the 70s and 80s. We used to say, I love them with the love of the Lord. You, you couldn't otherwise? Oh, you, don't, you never said that? You never heard that. You remember that? I, I love them in the Lord. I love them with the love of the Lord. We even had a song during greeting time that we, I love you with the love of the Lord. And I'm going, okay. How does that make them feel? Beware of cold love. Cold love says, I forgive but I never forget. Turn to 1 Corinthians 13.7 and here's another one of cold love. I'm going to have to work on trusting you. This is love. This is God's love. This is the love chapter. If you want to measure up to God's love and know what love really means, it always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes and always perseveres. You know what the one bothers me the most? Is that one that says, always trust. It's going to take a while to trust them. Cold love. God's love says, I'm going to trust you in faith. You're a brother or sister in the Lord. In faith, I am trusting you today. I am believing God to help me to trust you further. I'm not talking about something at at a job where you say, oh, you're not supposed to trust them. You're not supposed to. No, listen. Love will press into that and hope that. 
I'm not talking about unbelievers here. I'm talking about brothers and sisters in Christ. Always trust. Peter said, what if I forgive a brother and how many times do I have to forgive them? Like seven times and Jesus said no. Seventy times seven. And Peter's probably thinking of one person or two people in particular in their little group of twelve, like someone that's just agitating them. You know, those, those fishermen did not get along. They did not. <laughs> I read that all the way through and I sometimes it makes me laugh and I'm going, oh Lord, ha, thank you that I can read that this is normal here, down here on this earth right now. Seventy times seven. Oh, man, I just forgave you of that last week, and now you're doing it again. How can I trust you? You might want to say how much you love them, and that might help the trust situation. Talk it out. Kind of heavy stuff, isn't it? There are certain works that we do in our salvation that really depends on us. And that's why Paul says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And this is part of it this morning. Would you stand with me, please? Jesus died that we would have relationships, first of all with him and then with each other. And this is a sanctuary that we come into. If any of you ever wants to have a word with me, or a deacon, someone to stand with you and pray with you, do know this, it's never gossiped, it's never told, it's kept confidential. Why? Because we love. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Lord, your word is our standard. And thereby we become your standard and your banner. Lord, you brag about us to the devil. We saw that in the book of Job. How you bragged to Satan about Job. Oh God. To have a daddy bragging about us. Whew. That just put some backbone into my walk, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, if there's someone here right now that needs to again come to a place And thank God for those again moments. Come to a place of saying, Lord, please forgive me. I want to serve you again. If that's you here today, can I just say I stand with you. And like heaven, I cheer for you. I'm in your audience with God over your life and your wanting to give your life to him.
So do it. Take the jump. Repent of your sin. Receive His love. Receive God's forgiveness because of what Jesus did on the cross for you and for me. Lord, I want to thank you for this moment. And Lord, for those of us who grieve in our hearts over things that have been done, things that have been said, Lord, I pray, God, that there would be extra grace poured out on this group today and those hearing this message because it is vitally important. Jackie, could you come on up and play a song for me, please?
that is over us as we go forth into this week lord we start that just by going out the doors and into our cars and lord we go back to our homes our communities god i pray your grace be covering each one god in its protection your divine providence lord be upon each one in blessings in jesus name amen god bless you as you go today